calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. registered so high on the recording. I apologize. That was very loud. Uh, Welcome back to Awkward Sex in the City. It's another Wednesday. A week has gone by. What is time? It never stops. That's horrifying, right? We've talked about that extensively on the podcast, my relationship to time. Um, I actually had a different intro recorded for this. And then uh, technical issues. Yay. And I guess I should have seen it coming. I got like a notification that my mic like kicked out or crapped out at one point, but I thought I fixed it. And so unfortunately in this episode, it is cut short and it is all my fault because uh, of my fucking microphone. Thank you so much, technology. Um, you gotta love it, right? Sometimes it's like soups great and does everything we want and like sends us dick pics consensually and boo pics, but then sometimes it's like, what the fuck? Anywho. I was just listening to the last intro, though, to, like, see if there's anything I wanted to repeat. And I was just like, Natalie, you know what? This is a blessing in disguise because that intro was just a ramble about yourself. And I know that's, like, what the solo episodes are, but this isn't a solo episode. This I have a guest on this episode. Um, I do want to uh, announce, though, that uh, we are very close to selling out uh, the show. There's I was just been informed that I think there's only, like, four tickets left, and this is... This is going to come out Wednesday. That's This was like three days ago. So I don't know by the time this is out if it'll be fully sold out. Uh, but live stream will still be available, which I guess if you're listening to the pod, that's probably your best case scenario anyways. And it's super cheap. It's five bucks. Um, and it's, again, it's really cool. You know, all of these, like the whole, the little empire of Awkward Sex in the City is my baby, right? But it is really cool to see how different each little like thing is and the podcast is very different from the live show the live show i would say is raunchier in a great way um it's very funny whereas you know the pod is kind of it's more intimate and it's more about kind of like you know hashing out what happened and how that made you feel and things like that rather than just kind of laughing at what happened 
that made you feel awkward or was awkward in that situation like the live show. So if you've ever wanted to, if you've ever wanted to see it, this is definitely the best time. <laughs> Grab that live stream. Uh, Littlefield's a great venue, so super excited to have them. That being said, I have a fucking guest. Yeah, y'all, I did, I did it. I like did extra work to make sure I had extra guests and then technology still found a way to shit all over me. But you know what? It's a lesson in fuck technology, right? But I'm addicted to you and will love you forever. So on this episode, I have Savannah Desarmo. She's been on the podcast before. She's very funny. We shoot the shit. We catch up. And we talk a lot about COVID and dating in COVID. Um, and I think personally for me, it, it just feels very important to allow people to kind of talk about last year, especially if you lived in New York City in March and April. In early May, like early May, I remember it was, there was like a really nice weekend and I was like, we can't go outside. We can't do it. Not understanding that like it's actually, you know, pretty safe to be outside and like socially distanced. But it was just like we just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And it was scary. And I just remember just staring out my window like a lot uh, through all of that. And so I think it's important to allow people to kind of have, you know, a platform yet again where they can just really rehash and and allow themselves to feel the feels that maybe they didn't allow themselves to uh, to get through those months because again I've said this repeatedly I will say this forever I cannot explain how rough it was in New York City and how traumatizing it was and like that's why this you know this coming around feels so euphoric just because there really just does feel like hope um, and just a shit ton of sex and fun around the corner and just like release. I hope we'll see our, our, our positivity rate has been plummeting, which is beautiful. Um, but that's not also to discredit the fact that this is still a very huge problem and a very big issue that America is dealing with and the rest of the world is dealing with too. I, you know, I had someone just post that their father just died from COVID and, you know, didn't see it coming. And it just, I don't know, it's a hard its a hard balance, right? Because you don't want to go too crazy. Um, Savannah, do you love how I'm just like talking all over <laughs> your episode? <laughs> Anywho, I'm not trying to be a downer. Again, I just want everyone to feel like they have a spot or a space that they really can just kind of decompress and, and vet. And so we do, we shoot the shit, we talk dating, we talk COVID, talk a little bit about tattoos. And amongst other things. And you can follow Savannah at Savannah uh, D-E-S-O on her socials. And she's hilarious. You're going to love her. You're going to love her Instagrams. And enjoy the episode, guys. Um, but yeah, no, CX is so... Like a lot of the, the girls that I work with, it's mostly girls. They're so young. Mm. They're like 24, 25. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, we can't, I can't do this forever. And I was like, you don't like, don't as someone who's <laughs> done CX, like almost her whole life, like get the fuck out. Oh, have you? I didn't know that. I've done like customer service. Uh, this is the first like CX role. Cause they like to call it something different, but it's just fucking customer service. It's, it's the, the same, same thing. Same yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I've done yeah. it before as well. And it's, it's grueling. I mean, I also feel like any social media job is also that in a way, cause you're mm -hmm. like responding to, I don't know. I'm, you know, we're all just trying to figure it out of like how to fucking <laughs> have a life here, you know? Yeah. And that's the only reason I say is, or I am saying it's just, it pays so fucking well. And it's like, well, now I can just 
buy all the shit I want and put all the money that I need into like comedy and stuff without having to like babysit on top of like working at Trader Joe's and shit like that. Totally. So what is up though? Like what's new? I have not seen you in a very long time. Before COVID, you had a great show, Ghosting. Ghosted or Ghosting? Ghost Town. Ghost Town. Yes. Pete's Candy Store. And then it just moved out of Pete's, didn't it? Like right before? Yeah, in an, in an iconic way, it sort of moved locations and was building steam sort of right before the world shut down. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was an amazing show that I love. And um, I'm excited. I haven't decided if I'm going to like bring it back after all of this. I feel like we've all, we're all just different people now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do I, am I the same showrunner that I was before? We'll see. Either it'll be, I'll bring back my old show or I'll start a new one. <laughs> I went to a comedy show yesterday. The first one, like I've been to like in a venue. Was it? Yeah. She makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's everyone's everyone's at the same spot. Everyone is, this is so brand new. I'm a different person, but I still love this thing. And it kind of like hit me. And I was telling like Aaron earlier, it's like, this is like a huge fucking reset on like mm. comedy in New York so city. True. And it's really cool. And I say like, if you, I say, bring it back to be honest. Oh, okay. I really do. Um, I mean, I'm bringing back awkward sex. I, I feel like I don't know how to produce anymore and it's really hard. <laughs> I don't even know how to live a life anymore. Right? No, it's like trying to like figure that like old part, but it's still there. Like if you liked it and I feel like you really did love that show, I'd bring it back. And bring it back to Friends and Lovers. I live right around the corner now. I love Friends and Lovers. It's a great I'll definitely be back there. Yeah, shout out Friends and Lovers. (laughs) (laughs) How has dating been? How is like, has there been sex? Has there been dating? You know, there has been, there has been dating. There has been the occasional cess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been interesting. I mean, I, I would love to hear what other comedians have been saying that you've had on for COVID dating. It's so weird. Like having to navigate personal boundaries in a scenario when you're already having, I don't know, like, do we take off the masks or like, I feel like I've, I've, I'm doing that thing where I ask for <laughs> like before I even arrived to the date, I'm asking like, so what are we do? What's your vibe? And by that, I mean like, <laughs> what's, how do you feel about masks? Like I'll, I can wear it the whole time. I cannot. Um, and, and it varied depending on like this whole year. I mean, for a month, for months there, I was just abstinent, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, for Lots. months I was abstinent, you know, and there was like a penis right next to me and I was just like, I cannot, like, I love you to death. The idea, right. It's like the idea of you even getting wet. is just too exhausting right now. Couldn't possibly. I'm depressed. Yeah, no, (laughs) it sounds like work. That sounds like labor. (laughs) I'm trying to think. I I actually had a pretty consistent hookup for most of last year. That was the timing of it could not have been better. It was like, as things, we were seeing some sort of reprieve at some point in New York was at some point in the summer, obviously (laughs) things got worse since. (laughs) <laughs> but it was that little break in the summer where it was like, things are kind of looking up. And I met someone then uh, on a classic park date, which by the way, the, the whole, the park is the spot for, for romance these days. <laughs> like uh, the ways in which people are just kind of going on promenades. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. Um, it was just like, should we meet, should we meet for a walk? <laughs> so wholesome. Um, Met someone and we were seeing each other for like casually for like 
many moons of last year. And I feel like that held me over that kept me sane. Mm-hmm. Um, he was super hot, super nice. He, my only complaint was that he had a job that took up a lot of his time. And then I was <laughs> like, I'm doing nothing. I'm employed. I'm unemployed in a big way. Uh-huh. Um, that is yeah. hard. That is hard. Cause Aaron was working when I was unemployed uh, last year. And it's I was just so kinda, rude. Like, you're just like stuck in this room and you're like waiting for them to be done. And you just like pounce yes. and they're like, yeah. oh, well now I need to like unwind. And you're like, that's yeah, so yeah, yeah. selfish of you. Like I've been waiting for you. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's annoying that he, this, this man that I was dating casually wasn't prioritizing me in mm-hmm. his life. And that's, that's my main uh, complaint. <laughs> is that why it like fizzled out? Um, no, I feel like it fizzled out because with casual things, it just eventually has to. Like mm-hmm. if it if it isn't, you know, going up towards some sort of climax of we're going to start dating seriously or like I'm in love with you or let's get married. Um, those are the three options. And if it's not that, it's like eventually you're like, well, I'm just going to stop texting you and you're going to stop texting me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've been thinking of actually hitting him back up. We didn't actually like end things. Oh, and summer is right around the corner. And now that the summer's coming back, I'm sort of like anniversary date. <laughs> oh my god, you should totally do that. Like for like, like anniversary. Let's reminisce. Yeah, because the vibe right now too. Like I was just, I was just like walking, doing um, getting groceries, doing errands like an hour ago, and mm-hmm. I it made me think of where I was mentally last year, where she was like, I would not leave the house. Yes, Vince, I had COVID at all times. Well, you worked for Trader Joe's, right? Or were you working there? I did, but quit. I quit like March 17th or March 19th. Oh, okay. I did one week. Whenever, like I always say, it's like when Tom Hanks got COVID. (laughs) He got COVID. That was your cue. Yep. And then like a week, I did one week of it and I was like, nope, I'm out. Because Trader Joe's did not fucking care about us, like at all. Of course not. And so I was like, I cannot, I am not giving up my body. The more the more jobs that I have in this life, the more I realize that not a single company I work for will ever actually care about me or my well being. Oh my god, the company I'm working for right now, like it's still it's capitalism, whatever. Yeah. uh, Threw us like mental health days out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 And because it's always Fridays and I work for, I don't work Fridays. They're like, well, here's just extra PTO. And they're like throwing PTO at us. Like my first month. And I was like, I'm never leaving. Like I can just like take care of myself. And then my manager, like last week was just kind of like, if you ever need like a day, like use the sick day. You like, it's a mental health day. Like, just let me, like, let me know. Give me a heads up. What do you need? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, right. what is this? Cause I'm used to them like spitting in my mouth and like throwing <laughs> my head in like dirt. Right. I feel like, uh, it should be, yeah, I, I, the whole mental health day thing with jobs, I feel like we're all growing uh, on that being kind of just the norm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm about to start a new job that I asked if they had vacation and they were like, no, but you can take a sick day. And I was like, that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sick. I need a vacation. Yeah. And what about when I do get sick? I like, hope like if anything, COVID teaches us that like when we're sick, we can't come to work anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, the amount of times I've gone into work when I have a cold because I don't want to call out sick. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Oh, same. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And you're taught that's like a good work ethic, like that you're always showing up. It's like, fuck that. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm done. I think I'm done having a good work ethic. Me too. I'm done. I'm going to go on record to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Done having good health. Um, oh my God, work ethic and done having like, um, done caring about my job so much. Totally. I felt like I cared too much. And then it's just the, this past year is like, it does not matter. Like this job does not matter. It does not define you in literally any way, like whatever you're doing. So I was just like, just going to slowly divorce myself from any type of job and just like clock in, clock out and get that money and just be done. That's it. That's the goal. That's the dream. I mean, I think like gone are the days of like people, obviously we all have our like quote unquote side hustle. That is your main hustle. That is the thing that like brings you joy and and self-identity. But I think gone are the days of us. uh, Like, I don't know, like I'm sure you grew up with it too. The verbiage of like dream jobs and like, you know, find your dream job and you'll never work a day in your life. Like Mm -hmm. that's the biggest lie I was ever told in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like even the things, even the things I love are still work, like producing comedy shows is work and I don't like it. And it yeah. makes me feel like work. It, it, I, it feels like work, even though I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is a, is a huge lie. And then also the, um, how well they sold us capitalism of like, yeah. you can do a thing and get paid for it. And it's just like, oh, I'm just in this like pyramid scheme of capitalism with like yes. my comedy show and my day job. Cool. 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 Yes. Cool, 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 yes. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just a cog. Just a cog, cog in this machine. The machine. Oh, yeah. God. I think we figured it out. I think we just figured out that we have <laughs> no jobs and we get paid. I mean, that was the greatest thing about unemployment was that you still got paid. Like I was I, watching Laguna it, Beach getting it, paid. It, it literally was dangerous because I was like, uh, as I was like getting out of the unemployment stage and starting to be employed again, I was like, oh, wait, I don't want to work <laughs> in this life. <laughs> I, I just realized I way prefer not working. Mm-hmm. I love sleeping in. Yep. Sleeping in's great. TV. Yeah. Great. Love it. I love TV. And that's <laughs> something that's just so kind of quirky about me. <laughs> And it's so unique. No one's ever said that before. (laughs) Now I'm just dreaming about the days when I didn't work. I do miss it. I literally, my skin turned into a a, a bizarre leather color because all I was doing was laying on my roof, sunning myself. (laughs) I, when, when I die of skin cancer in whatever, 50 years, it's because uh, of this past summer for sure. It's all going to be linked back to COVID. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Um, I'm excited for this summer, though. I think it's going to be sort of horny in a good way. Yeah, kind of like how you said, like the park has been nothing but like these promenades and like these walk dates. This summer, Mm -hmm. we're going to see a lot of people fucking in the park. Openly, I hope. Openly. Oh my God. Yeah. I, know, I can't wait. I mean, I'm I, need to, I need to see it. I need to see it. 
Um, I had a couple of friends who did have sex uh, in the park last year. Oh my God. Separately. I heard separate stories. Yeah. Or one Two different cases of mm-hmm. public sex. Yeah. In, in, in which park? Just Prospect. to clarify. Prospect, Prospect Park. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. That's where I live. Um, in the park. No. Um, <laughs> that's so cool. Was it, are they with strangers or with like their partner? Uh, I think that was both like Tinder things. I think it was both like kind of just. Okay. Like, am I doing Tinder wrong? I feel like people, I never have like fun adventures from apps. Like I go on um, dozens and dozens of bad dates, but I never have like something crazy happen to me like that. I'm doing so. There's something written on my forehead. That's like, I don't think you're doing something wrong. I really think it's just kind of like a luck. I'm not having having sex in parks. I can say that. And I'm openly looking for it. If any of your viewers want to sort of just uh, take me out. When you I, think. No, I was going to say, I was like, now you're going to secret it and you're going to say it out loud and now it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Truly. One time I was like, oh, like years ago, I was like, I just want to do that's like in walking distance. I can fuck whatever I want. And all of a uh-huh. sudden they just like showed up and we're like 10 blocks away. And I was like, oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. The secret is just manifest it, manifesting, right? Mm-hmm. It's just saying what yeah. you want a lot and then it happens. That's mm-hmm. everybody. That's all, that's all <laughs> Instagram can talk about and TikTok. Mm-hmm. The secret invented it, it 10 years ago. <laughs> I am excited. I have, um, I matched with someone on Bumble Ooh. over a year ago in February. So February, 2020, right before life would change as we know it forever. I was home for, wait for it, my grandfather's funeral. And I went on Bumble. It was the first time, usually I like don't open my apps because I don't want anyone to know that I I, I like because I have I'm from such a small town like no one if if someone I know sees me on an app they'll tell everyone and my you know not that I'm embarrassed about being on an app it's just like uh in Louisiana it's not as common as it is here like literally everyone here really? has like five apps but it's still they're behind with online dating I I think it's not as like it's not as common people meet in person more often that's really interesting I just thought it was kind of universal like state by state okay no I mean it's definitely a bigger it's like more popular in big cities I'm right. from like country yeah because yeah like you said you're from Louisiana <laughs> I for yeah. some reason thought New Orleans I don't know why I thought mm. that no I'm I'm from like two hours from New Orleans this small town called Lafayette, Louisiana. But anyways, I was feeling particularly thirsty, probably uh, because of the void being caused by my (laughs) grandfather dying. If I had to give one little guess, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I don't care who knows. Everyone can know I'm, I'm looking, uh, went on Bumble, matched with this really cute guy, but then ultimately I did not meet up with anyone. I was very much like there for my family (laughs) and then I had to fly back to New York. But this one guy in particular, uh, followed me on Instagram mm. and has done a really good job of like every three to five months since um, we matched, we'll slide into my DMs and, and on my Instagram doesn't even, doesn't even do a comment, but he'll do the um, little heart, like, the heart react. Yeah. 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 Or like, say like you're cute or something, which oh, is wait. all it, that's all it takes that's to be clear. <laughs> Anyways, he did that recently. Ooh. Okay. Like a week ago. And I just so have, I'm, I'm visiting home in a couple of weeks for my best friend's wedding. And so then I, oh so then I texted him or I DM'd him back for once. And I was like, Hey, by the way, remind me where, where are you? Where are you? And then he was like, I'm, I'm in Lafayette where I'm from. And um, now I think I'm going to go on a date in my hometown, which I've never done. Yeah. I think you have to, Oh, I have, you have to. to report back. And I think you need to have sex with this man. 
I feel like I should. Especially after like a wedding, like you're going to be exactly just like in a great mood, feeling, feeling yourself because you're going to look hot drinks. Yeah. It also feels like almost like a Nicholas Sparks movie. Like I, you know, like I'm the, the big go getter in New York. And then I come back for a hometown wedding. And then like this guy that's like a, a, a farmer, I'm sure. And like completely hunky. He's like, how do you, how do you do it up there in New York? It's so fast. (laughs) Was Sweet Home Alabama a Nicholas Sparks one with Reese Witherspoon? That is what I was thinking of. Yes, because that's exactly. I did just describe that plot, but I don't, is it Nicholas Sparks? Let me, let me go. I'm not sure if it is. That, and that movie is like such a shit show because like the guy that she leaves Dr. Dreamy for or makes Nick Dreamy for. Yes. Sucks. Remember, wait, that's the one where you like rinse out all of Tiffany's, right? Mm-hmm. And he like he says, her, like, I completely understand like that you need to go with this person. I want what's best for you. And it's like this hot headed piece of shit that like. Yeah, he's like, like scary. With lightning. Yeah, there's something with lightning. <laughs> there's like, something with lightning. There's something to do with lightning. So what I'm saying is I want to go home and get struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Never to be seen again. I absolutely die. Um, no, this is not a Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah. IMDb has weighed in. Yeah, so I feel like I'm excited for that. He kind of looks like a sexy Jesus Christ. I'm really, I, oh, I I'm think it's going to be good for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get in touch with my roots with Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. This is exciting. And that's happening in a couple of weeks, you said, right? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Have you, told, have you told people that will be at the wedding about this person? No. Need like a hype group. Well, my friend who's also in the wedding. I told mm-hmm. her about it. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm home for like one week. Mm. Oh, okay. And so there's a lot like- of, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm also, I have to like, I, I have to go to my dad's house as well. Like there's, you know, and I'm a, I'm a bridesmaid, which means like usually my time will be occupied for a lot of the days that I'm there. But I'll be, I, 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 I have faith that I'll figure it out. Yeah, because hear me out. I didn't realize you're a bridesmaid. That means your hair is going to be done and your makeup's going to be done. Oh, so you're thinking I should do it on the night of the I wedding. Do. I think that's like, really interesting. Invite him to like the after party. Mm, okay. That's interesting to me. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That way, that way, like you don't feel guilty if like all of a sudden you're MIA for like some bridesmaid thing or like your dad's. Cause yeah, mm. everything's going to be pretty regimented for that week. Totally. Totally. And be a great way to blow off all that steam and pressure after it's all done. I love that. I mean, he did it's like but then i'm foregoing there being a date it would be, just be me like inviting myself over to his place this person i don't know and you know what's weird is i i was saying this to my roommate i feel like for some reason going on, i've never or, okay when did you move to new york 2011 um how old were you when you moved i was oh, that's a good question i was 23 i was 23 so pretty young. Yeah. I moved here when I was 18, which means like oh, I was shit. green. Yeah. I was green to the world. Mm-hmm. I, I like grew into my own with dating here. I've never gone on a date in my hometown. And for some reason I am more suspicious of <laughs> like going over to his place in, in like country mm. town, Louisiana. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. If I'm going to get murdered, it would be under that circumstance. It would be here. But, but then I, you know, if you go through the Rolodex of the amount of times I've just gone home with strangers <laughs> here in New York, it's barely knowing their names, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I've put myself in precarious situations before. Um, it's just interesting. There's something about a hometown date that's going to, that is, that is making me wary. 
I get it though. I also, I have never, I guess I had a boyfriend in ninth grade, but that doesn't count. Yeah. Like I went on dates like for like with, I mean, I had a boyfriend through a lot of high school, so we would go on dates. I've been on dates, Mm -hmm. but it's like the movies and we're both 16. Like, does that count? I don't know. Yeah. You're going to go see like daddy daycare. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You got it. You got it. The the quintessential coming of age moment when we all go to daddy daycare (laughs) at the movie theater. Um, I do the same thing. I did the same thing. Like I did not like being on the apps when I was home in Stafford, Virginia, but that was usually because like people would not swipe for me. And I was like, "Mm." okay, that's illegal. Yeah. So I was like, this just makes me feel like shit. Cause I hate like all of you. <laughs> like, why aren't you liking me? Not to mention the, the absolute trolls that show up on like a, a hometown, hometown bumble tender situation. Mm-hmm. The other thing too, is like, I feel suddenly like I'm in high school again. Like I don't want to tell my mom that I'm going to go on a date. Yeah. Yeah. I have to get, like, Cause permission. then it's like, exactly. Cause then it's, I also don't have a car. <laughs> so I'd have to borrow a car. And then like, I don't know, like, if I go home with him, like, then she's going to (laughs) know. Okay. Okay. So this just makes me think more and more than it needs to be that you don't go on a date. It's just at like the after party. It's just an after party. He comes to you, you guys like fucking like a private bathroom. Okay. And now you've got your crazy (laughs) Tinder story. You've got your crazy app story. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. Maybe I bring him to a park. (laughs) Bring him to a park in Lafayette, Louisiana. I'm like, I I can't, I don't have time to explain this to you, but we do need to have sex in this park. This has to happen right here, (laughs) like on this playground. People are depending on me getting laid (laughs) in a park. And by people, I mean me. (laughs) I think you told me in the past, but do you live with roommates or are you alone? I live with roommate. Roommate. Okay. Roommate. Um, Were they dating at all? Because I've been wondering about that with like people that were with roommates, but single like one of my good friends, he now lives alone. He was like in a temporary roommate situation. And that person kept bringing people over. Oh, interesting. When shit was like still hitting the fan and like not telling the other roommates or he'd totally. leave for days and then that's come fucked back. Up. Yeah. Like that's fucked up. Word. I, my roommate and I, who he's not just a roommate. He is very much a best friend. He, him and I were like on the same page we were I think it was actually there was one day where we both decided to like like I went on that date that park date Mm -hmm. and he also went on a date it was like the same night where we were like all right we're breaking out we're breaking out of here (laughs) um but he actually fell in love over this last year yeah I've gotten uh, you know uh from my little cave I've gotten to witness him uh fall in love which is has been a beautiful experience Oh, loving the time of COVID. (laughs) Here to see it, here to witness it. (laughs) Here to bear witness to loving the time of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Cause it's just like, I literally say this like on every episode. It was just so dark for so long. Like it was so dark. Like you being like, we we had to break out. It's just (laughs) like everyone like went through this. It was just like, (laughs) just like, impending doom I need to be seen by someone I need to be like perceived (laughs) I need to be objectified by some guy from an app bad like now now oh my god it has to happen right now oh my god it's just so it's just so so real and so like personal but it's like this universal thing that like literally every person that's been on the podcast during COVID 
It's yeah. just been like ugh, the same exact thing. Oh, I'm feeling absolutely manic. I mean, I I don't even know if I'm eating better now. Like even if, no, though life is getting to be a little bit normal, like mm-hmm. I feel crazier than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, I don't think I'm unique in that. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I would make out with anyone in the world, but at the same time, Anytime I have a conversation with someone new over five minutes, I do get exhausted and I want to go to bed. So me and my friends just figured out why that is. Oh, tell me. Um, our friend had like an outdoor birthday party like last week and we all were just kind of like exhausted and like yeah. running out of stuff. And we were like, yeah. oh, it's because we only have TV to talk about. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing else, happening. Nothing no, I know. I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens with this wedding that I'm going to attend. I feel like I'm going to have to like run off and like sit in a dark closet for like an hour mm, just to mm-hmm. sort of recharge. Your legs are going to get heavy from standing. Yeah. Like truly, like that's what happened to me. I was like, what is this? Feeling? I know I'm going to like pull a muscle from dancing. <laughs> Did you do any like Zoom, Zoom dating? Or were you very I late? did do one FaceTime date, or I guess it was one guy. I went on two FaceTime dates with him. Mm-hmm. This was in like, this is at the kind of the top where mm-hmm. we, we admitted defeat to this pandemic. We were all inside and, and the dating world was like, FaceTime dating is a thing now. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> Tried it. And it was like, <laughs> I mean, painful, but I think what well, was more just like, um, if there was chemistry to be had, it wasn't going to happen mm-hmm. over FaceTime. And you know what it is? It's like when the conversation, there would be some sort of lull, which is an inevitable thing on any date, even the ones going well. Mm-hmm. It was like we had nothing to comment on. It was like we were living inside these little squares <laughs> and we had to just kind of like sit in silence. But eventually it was like after the second like date, I mean, they were both like fine. I, I think. I feel like I could talk, I could talk to anyone about anything for, for a while, or at least then. And after the second date, I was just like, if, if we're meant to be, it's not going to happen over FaceTime and there's no end in sight. I don't want to keep having FaceTime dates. Mm-hmm. So then I texted him. I mean, I wish I saw the text. It was just kind of like, Hey, like, I've so loved getting to know you, but I just, this, this moment, this global moment is having such an impact on me in ways that I didn't even anticipate. So, um, let's just pick things back up when things die down, when the dust settles. (laughs) He's going to start sliding into your DMs like next month. Well, do you know, what's funny is we on Bumble, we rematched like two months ago. I saw him and I was like, ha, and then I swiped right on him and, um, and then the the conversation was boring again. I was like, okay, no. So he was boring. It was yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, fuck, that's no. so cool. And then- If only. Boring, if only. No, no, no. I think it was just that we weren't meant to be. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of people who have, it's really worked out for them. They've done little, they've done FaceTime dating. And I know one, a friend of mine like met somebody over FaceTime and now they're like together. Wow. Like they just celebrated their one year anniversary. Wow. Like, so they like, they like at the beginning- yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I do have one friend who like, she went through a, a slew of terrible zoom dates and now kind of like what you said, like they just kind of have like instant chemistry and it was just kind of like, why are we doing this? Let's meet in person. And it's just, now, yeah. like, they're together. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it worked out. Yeah. But it was just kind of like obvious via zoom already that like they had chemistry. 
And it's just kind of like, we don't need to do these extra Zoom things. Like, oh, see, that's interesting. I just don't know how you could ever, how you could ever have chemistry over Zoom. Mm -hmm. Because so much of it has to do with like pheromones and like just general touching. Yeah. Maybe not. This isn't, I don't know. I probably just didn't. Maybe (laughs) one day when I meet my soulmate. In Lafayette. Uh, in Lafayette. At the after, after party. I'll do a test, you know, like I'll, I'll see if, if I can feel it over a screen or something. I don't know. Well, like, I don't know about you because because uh, the job that I just started, like I haven't met anyone IRL mm. and it's so weird. Like, it's so weird. Right, you don't know, team. Like, like how tall are they? Like, what is their, <laughs> what is their style? Like, chest down like it's like random things I want to know right. I what never do their I legs needed. look like I need yeah. to know I did find out one of my manager's legs because he got a tattoo or he has a tattoo and I was like getting my first and he like showed me like pulled up his leg and I was like oh his legs are skinnier than I thought they were gonna be <laughs> I was like oh okay oh my god I love the idea of there being like burlesque <laughs> on Zoom. wait what was your, what's the tattoo you got um I'm not sure if you can see it hold on I'm gonna move it like this I got Venus de Milo Ooh! wait I love that it's your first tattoo it's my yeah it's my first um highly recommend I love that yeah I think I should get one I think arm tattoos are so hot I think they're so hot too it like turns me on like crazy so I was like why not turn myself on with an arm tattoo yes yes I love that mentality that's how I feel too where I'm like I see it on other people and I'm like I I can't get enough of this it's so hot yeah but I think I'm like I'm so I don't know, like my tastes change radically every year mm-hmm. <laughs> of my life that I'm like, I know that if I get a tattoo, I'll hate it in a year. But every tattoo owner has told me that that's kind of the point is it becomes like a staple of like that particular time in your life. Yeah, no, 100%. Absolutely. Like, and I kind of didn't get it either. I was very like anti-tattoo for a long time because I was just like, I won't like something permanently. And then- mm-hmm everyone I know has tattoos in there. And like you said, that's just kind of it. It's like something that was like important at this point in time in your life. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Please remember to like, rate, subscribe, share with all your friends, anyone you think will listen or love it. Cool. Love it. Remember to go follow savannah on the socials at s-a-v-a-n-n-a-h-d-e-s-o and go remember to check out awkward sex in the city the live show may fucking 7th that is wild that is horrifying i did almost buy a 400 hundred dollar dress for the oxx debut i have since talked myself out of it but not fully like there's still time to buy it but i don't know it just feels like such it's, it feels like like I'm like renewing my vows or something. It feels like such an important like um like ceremony. I don't know. I'm getting nervous just thinking about it right now, and it's still got like two weeks. I guess twelve days. I don't know. Ooh, time. It never fucking stops. It's so wild. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go, but I can't wait for you guys to get the next episode next week. Okay.